This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When the people are in these stands watching you, be they parents or students or kids, you're lifting them up. When people are out here saying, oh, or they're saying yay, or they say all of the things that they say in response to the game, you're lifting them up with a sense of joy about being a part of a community. And we need that. Ah, uh, yes. She's quite inspirational, isn't she, Kamala Harris? She's a minor prophet, I think, in the modern age. For the radical left, which worships low IQ theater. And she's a star in uh, the low IQ theater. That's Kamala Harris. Ooh, ah, you're lifting them up with this tortured fake smile. That was disturbing. And it's a women's basketball team, but... Standing behind her, a bunch of people with beards. I don't know if the women's basketball team growing beards now. They might be. You know how they are. That reminds me of the CEO of United Airlines. Did you see the CEO of United Airlines? Who's trying to find uh, women pilots of color. Nothing is more important to him than the melanin levels of airline pilots and their genitalia, very important. And that video has been bopping around for a couple of days, but we just learned that the CEO of United Airlines is apparently a cross-dresser. He's uh, what are we, uh, that's a transvestite, not a transgender. That's just, unless he does the chop-chop fizz-fizz, and then that's another thing altogether, because uh, somebody bring me a mayonnaise jar. I've uh, just had an accident, but the the uh, CEO of United Airlines, apparently a drag queen. Can is that the correct term? Jeff, is that the right word? <laughs> Why would Jeff know? Jeff didn't know. Jeff's on the phones today, uh, and that means that we are at eight 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 six three zero nine six two five eight 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 six three zero nine six two five is the the uh, telephone number, absolutely free to you, and. Uh, it is a it is a mad world out there. There's no doubt about it. We got a lot of crazy going on around here, and it's just getting crazier, isn't it? You know why? Too many Democrats have been deinstitutionalized. It's time that we uh, it's time we start institutionalizing more people. I say this as someone that lives in Washington D.C. that works in Washington D.C. I follow the hijinks uh, in Washington D.C. And I'm telling you, we're going to need to build a whole lot more mental institutions. Yes, sirree. Yes, sirree, Bob. Did that you say yes, sirree, Bob? Is that the uh, why, Bob? Nobody knows. All right. Yeah. So I want to get to the cross track because we've got audio of him talking about how important DEI is in flying airplanes because that makes a lot of sense. Try just not crashing them into the ground or having uh, panels. What is it called? A door plug. Try to uh, see that your door plugs don't pop off of 737s anymore while in flight. And uh, also maybe work on the food, because the food could use a lot of help, too. 
But uh, I've got that for you today because he's, uh, he's focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion when it comes to flying airplanes. I'm focused on aviation safety and uh, better food and maybe, a, you know, a vodka rocks with a little piece of lemon if that's okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I'll get into that. The uh, United Airlines, that's crazy. White House set to renew terrorist designation of Houthi rebels. Apparently the Houthis have not given millions of dollars to the Biden family. They should probably do that. The, you know, Biden gave billions of, do- of dollars to Iran uh, in exchange for five hostages. Six billion dollars he gave the world's leading state sponsor of terror because the Democrats, they love terror. They gave us the KKK and the Weathermen and the Weather Underground and the SDS, the Students for a Democratic Society and the Symbionese Liberation Army. And the, they take hostages. They launch suicide attacks. The Democrats, you know. In fact, they really didn't get into suicide attacks until the just the last few years, but now they're into suicide attacks too. But uh, but the Houthis, when Joe Biden came in, I think it was one of those day one things. He took the Houthis off of the terrorist list, and now they're putting them back on. He took a lot of convincing. Let's just say that a lot of convincing. Now the Houthis are going back on, which is probably racist. If you ask a Democrat school teacher, because danger, danger, completely nuts. Uh, also, the it turns out the uh, the the people of Hamas, Hamas, they're very big on a um, on a drug. It's a uh, it's a methamphetamine, and the the Hamas people, and uh, apparently when they attacked on October 7th and mutilated women and kidnapped and raped and tortured and all that stuff. They were also jacked up on methamphetamine, which I thought was kind of uh, interesting because the Nazis of Nazi Germany, they keep coming up lately, don't they? (laughs) The Democrats should be wearing armbands right about now. But the, uh, the Nazis were very big on methamphetamine, in particular some of their they're especially gruesome units, very big on methamphetamine. And coincidentally, and they were genocidal anti-Semites, and now coincidentally, maybe, maybe not, uh, Hamas also hooked on a drug called Captagon. Captagon. That's a, Captagon sounds like a fighting arena or something, but the Captagon they like to, they're, so they're high on Captagon and anti-Semitism. Just a coincidence, I think. Also, the, uh, the Houthis, they're big on... Uh, cut. They chew cut leaves and sticks that uh, get them high, like the uh, like in Somalia. You may remember in Somalia they chewed this drug cat, and they were all high all the time. And uh, you know, Black Hawk Down, all that stuff. So it turns out all these lunatics over there are high on drugs, which is another thing the Democrats have in common with them, because I was reminded when I saw this methamphetamine thing in the Nazis, and then the Hamas with the methamphetamines and the Captagon. I was reminded that their hero, George Floyd, St. George of Fentanyl, his uh, blood system was also coursing with methamphetamine. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Uh, also fentanyl, but pay no attention to that. So uh, we've, got, we've got a lot of crossover, a lot of commonalities that uh, ought to be pointed to. And thanks to the Biden administration, Iran... Uh, according to an expert in such a ma- in such affairs, he is uh, he's saying that Iran, because of Joe Biden and 
Barack Obama, who are not on our side, they're not on our side at all, they're not liberals, they're the left, it turns out that Iran is, they've been enriching uranium, I talk about it, enriching uranium, spinning centrifuges and all this good stuff, and uh, they are now apparently weeks away, weeks away from being able to produce nuclear weapons, actual weapons, not just spinning centrifuges and stuff, but nuclear weapons are just around the corner in the hands of Iran, the world's number one state sponsor of terror. Pay no attention to that because the Democrats don't care. Why should we? This is a pretty extraordinary story. Uh, The most dangerous regime in the world, the most murderous regime in the world, and the Democrats helped, and I helped. They they helped them spin centrifuges and enrich uranium and stockpile uranium and uh, advance their ballistic missile program unimpeded because they figured that's no big deal. Speaking of John Kerry, who was, he was the chief negotiator on that, right? And now he's our climate czar. He's stepping down as our climate czar. He's, you know, his work here is done. He's done such a good job. I mean, look at outside. It's like five degrees outside. All right, success. John Kerry has, he's carried the day. And now, now it's freezing on the planet Earth, which is worse, by the way. And everybody knows it's worse to live on a freezing planet than on a warm planet. Uh, And that's why the left they love murdering people, and they, they don't like people. They'd like to exterminate the entire species to save the planet for the Jeroboas or something. Jerobo- those are desert rats, as any school child can tell you in the Middle East, because they love Jeroboas, but they hate people. Uh, and John Kerry is in Davos, where he flew his wife's Gulfstream jet, no doubt, along with everybody else that flew on their private jets, their Gulfstreams and their Lears, and their, some of them have Boeing, they have airliners, and They fly to Davos so they can smugly lecture the rest of the world about reducing our carbon footprints, right? And then they get back on their Gulfstream jets and they fly halfway across the world and they smirk uh, smugly. And and you think they have uh, stewardesses on those private jets? You see that movie Wall Street? Because in Wall Street, Gordon Gekko, well, that was a little bit Jeffrey Epstein, a little bit of that going on. John Kerry has heated exchange at the World Economic Forum in Davos over the size of his carbon footprint. See? You know, my carbon footprint's bigger than yours. It's a strange time we live in. Yes, it is. So we got that. I got some John Kerry, and I've got that for you because it's uh, it's fun. <laughs> and somebody calling on, it's not going to be 60 minutes or anything like that because they don't do that. It's not going to be ABC News because... George Stephanopoulos is their chief anchor, and he, of course, was a Clinton administration official, and then, snap, he's uh, one of the world's leading journalists. How did that happen? He had no background in journalism at all, just Democrat Party politics. But we've got that going. So, also, Lloyd Austin, the secretary of our entire Department of Defense, is apparently back home, but they could be calling an ambulance again at any time. We're keeping our eyes peeled. Doesn't it sound painful to keep your eyes peeled? That must be an Arab uh, uh, turn of phrase, keeping it like uh, uh, keeping your eyes peeled. Hmm. But in any case, Lloyd Austin, he's back home, and the nine one one call, the audio of the nine one one call, that uh, when the Fairfax County nine one one, hey, uh, I'm with beep, and they delete his name, and I'm here at uh, at a home with beep, and they delete the name of the Secretary of Defense because they like redacting things. 
They're not an open society group of people. They are secretive, and they lie all the time. Boy, do these people lie all the time. But we've got the audio of the Lloyd Austin 911 call, which is a little bit amusing, and in its own way, and I'm glad he's uh, feeling better and he's going back home, and I wish him no harm at all. He's a career Army officer, four-star general. Then, you know, they make military people. uh, They give military people all the civilian jobs. The left does. So they give a four-star general the job of Secretary of Defense. The Pentagon spokesman is now a two-star general, an Air Force general. He was a one-star general last year, and now he's a two-star general. So they apparently think he's doing a good job. But the military has taken over the military, something like that. Those jobs are normally held by civilians, but not when the left is in charge because they're not liberals. They're the left. Oh, yeah, speaking of lying to us all the time, the FBI knew what, a year ago, more than a year ago, that when they found Hunter Biden's gun pouch, his gun, he had a pouch for his gun. Say, is that a, a gun in your pouch? Or uh, you're just happy to have your crack pipe with you. But the gun pouch, and by the way, the gun was illegal because he lied on the federal form, and it's no big deal because he is a senator's son and a vice president's son and a president's son, and he's very wealthy because of it. And he hasn't to do hasn't had to do a job for anyone. Well, that depends on how you want to use that turn of phrase. But he hasn't done any work for everyone for anyone. I'll just say that. And he's taken in millions and millions of dollars. And and of course, he's been paying his father's way through life, according to what Hunter Biden told his daughter. Which daughter? The one that he talks to. And uh, that's amazing. But they found cocaine. Cocaine. Hunter Biden's gun pouch had cocaine residue on it, as opposed to what? I mean, residue as opposed to what? Of course, it's residue. Stupid. It's a powder. Of course, he has crack, too, so it's hard to say. Prosecutors claim that Hunter Biden's gun pouch with his illegal gun, because he lied on the federal form about being a drug addict, had cocaine residue on it. And the FBI has known this for how long? For how long is this? The FBI has known... Boy, they know, they knew, and the FBI, they don't, um, well, they keep a secret because it sounds like they might be shaking people down or blackmailing people, the FBI. They're not on the side of the truth, truth, justice, and the American way. Remember that? Even Batman, uh, excuse me, Superman has lost the American way. And who, who is that, Marvel Comics? That's DC. DC Comics. They have truth and justice, but they eliminated the American way because they're anti-American, because they're Democrats. That's the thing. Also, uh, Joe Biden doing poorly with Latino voters. And they're shocked by that because everything with them is based on race because they're a racist political party. Party of the Confederate States of America and the KKK and Jim Crow. And today's Democrat Party is no different. But they're very angry about that, very angry with Latino voters, that's who they're angry with, of course. Oh, and uh, speaking of lies, more lies, three migrants drowned trying to get into the country, and the White House lied about it, and then we found out the truth, and they're attacking the state of Texas more aggressively, the Biden White House is, and Biden is, state of Texas and Governor Abbott more aggressively than they're attacking the Houthis. They're not bombing Texas yet, but it can't be too far behind. And how many countries is Joe Biden bomb? More aggressively uh, going after Governor Abbott and Texas than they are after Hamas. 
but never mind that. The Democrats are still trying to lynch Daniel Penny, the former Marine who uh, wrestled that mentally ill, drug-addled lunatic to the ground on a train in New York and accidentally killed him. Cross-dressing United Airlines CEO. Our news media, the most corrupt institution in America. Uh, And how do you play football in Detroit when it's cold out? That's coming up. We're at 888-630-9625. Latinx. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Ah, yes. And the uh, Biden administration, DHS, launched an expensive propaganda effort using tax dollars against President Trump and conservatives with the help of a corrupt university. And I will share that with you, our great friends at the Media Research Center, uh, with a great and important story today. Let's, uh, Let's grab a quick phone call. Let's go to Chris, calling from Lindhurst, New Jersey. Chris, you're on Chris Plant Show. How you doing, Chris? Yeah, I was telling the screener. So Menendez, he's being primary. Senator Menendez is being primary here in New Jersey. Uh huh. And one of the people primarying him is Tammy Murphy, the governor's wife. And the and the and the the, the, the sick part of that is her and him are always talking about DEI. It's like, well, then why are you a rich white woman? You know primarying a person of color, right? Like, I mean, that, that, I mean the same holds true for, for Biden, right? If you were so about DEI, why don't you step down and let the first woman of color be the uh, president? They're, they're, I mean, that's the, like the thing. Whenever someone talks about racism, just, you know, we need to start really pushing back on them. And people got to get involved. Like, like I saw, because I ran for state senate here, Republicans didn't vote. Like, they say, oh, well, I got a job. I got to go to work. I can't donate because blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, if you don't donate to campaigns or you don't volunteer for campaigns, whether, whether you, if you can't afford the donation, you definitely can't afford the taxes and the spending. That's a fact. And, uh, yeah, you got to vote. Yeah, John Kerry and Davos scaring the children there with his Frankenstein's monster impersonation, which he does effortlessly, I've got to say. And uh, I just, this story is, is one for the books. My friends at the Media Research Center, MRC, they do newsbusters and, you know, Brent Bozell, great organization. Uh, the Daily Wire wrote up the story, Luke Rosiak, just great Luke, Luke Rosiak. He's a reporter, and he likes things that are true, 
and he checks on facts. You know, that's what reporters are supposed to do, but but don't so much anymore. But Luke Rosiak does. The headline at the Daily Wire, how the Biden administration used a counterterrorism grant to fund anti-conservative propaganda. The radical left-wing extremist campus group uh, that was given $700,000 to use propaganda online uh, that is designed and intended to be at taxpayer expense detrimental to President Trump and to conservatives. The Department of Homeland Security paid an activist group $700,000 to create self-described propaganda that attacked conservatives, a new investigation found. DHS, our Department of Homeland Security, uh, Security, used a grant program intended to combat terrorists called the Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Program. That's, that's what they call it, because in Washington, people come up with things like that. And naturally, they, for shorthand, they call it TVTP, because everyone is very severely mentally impaired in Washington. So they use the Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Program to pay activists to write blog posts that criticized Donald Trump and other conservatives under the guise of what they called media literacy. The Media Research Center found through public records requests. The New York Times and Washington Post did not request these public records. CNN and ABC News did not request these public records, nor did they publish them. In its funding application, the University of Rhode Island's Media Education Lab declared that, quoting now, Propaganda and misinformation concerning topics including immigration and racial justice had become disruptive, they said. It asked the Department of Homeland Security for funding to run what they called a community-created counter-propaganda. And what that means is propaganda, that they are... They are, and, and again, this is Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism, a, a merger of state and corporate power. They said propaganda can also be used for socially beneficial purposes. They just pull it right out here and show it to everyone. Propaganda can also be used for socially beneficial purposes. I, I keep telling you their, their favorite guy is, is Joseph Goebbels or as the Reverend Al Charlatan likes to call him, a uh, gurgle, because the Reverend Al Charlatan is, you know, he's a very corrupt person, but he's not particularly literate himself. Did I hear you correctly say that perhaps he was influenced by gurgle? Could have been gurgle that he was influenced by. So Rhode Island University, they said, propaganda can also be used for socially beneficial purposes. Indeed, because the public has long recognized as being suggestible, the public is suggestible, the United States has long made use of beneficial propaganda during World War I, World War II, and the Cold War, the grant application said. So they requested money from the Biden administration to stand up and perpetrate a propaganda effort inside the United States with taxpayer dollars. And the Alejandro Mayorkas Department of Homeland Security 
said, sure, we'll give you $700,000 to conduct propaganda, which can be beneficial. See, it's socially beneficial. That's what they say. Indeed, because the public has long been recognized as being suggestible. That's an awful sentence, by the way. Thank you, University of Rhode Island propagandists. But this is a pretty extraordinary and uh, terrible and horrifying story. The findings position the University of Rhode Island's Media Education Lab and a closely linked activist group, Media Literacy Now, which naturally has to be MLN because we really need to stop this. This all needs to be stopped. At the center of a sprawling government-funded campaign to run propaganda on Americans to create a mandate for increased censorship. That's their goal. Want to propagandize, to lie, to mislead, to shade the truth ever so slightly, to lower our standards bit by bit, so that the American people are eager for more censorship. That's the goal of the left here, using your tax dollars and mine to perpetrate this crime against the American people. And Alejandro Mayorkas should be in handcuffs. And it might not end there. The Daily Wire reported last week that the same groups were also paid by the State Department, which had them arrange for German anti-disinformation activists to train U.S. school teachers on the techniques used in that country, Germany, Deutschland, which has some of the most anti-free speech policies in the West. Well, they did give us the uh, Socialist Workers Party, didn't they? Media Research Center said the grant shows that Congress must abolish all domestic censorship programs. I'm telling you, this is, this is very creepy. They're very creepy people. The MRC Media Research Center concluded in their investigation the Biden administration is able to get something quite special with its $700,000 TVTP grant. That's right. Harnessing the Media Literacy Now network and ultimately paying children to advocate for media literacy mandates and snares the whole of the American public school system in its agenda. With just two grants, first from the State Department and now from the Department of Homeland Security, which should be abolished, the Biden administration has been able to artificially create a perpetual public demand for media literacy in public education, supercharging a censorship industry devoted to an inherently anti-American philosophy hidden beneath the asinine moniker of media literacy, the Media Research Center wrote. The Department of Homeland Security grant led to an entity known as Courageous R.I., and it's always the opposite of what they call it, right? It's the cowardly I.R., probably. So they call it Courageous R.I., helmed by a University of Rhode Island professor and leftist activist named Renee Hobbs, which said that its program would use the funds to manipulate the public and policymakers into demanding policies to crack down on what they call misinformation. 
the, the problem is that it's not misinformation. You know, all the things that they've called misinformation that were true and correct. Like, there was no Russian collusion between President Trump, the Trump campaign, the Trump White House, and Russia. None of that. But Russia did give millions of dollars to the Biden family. Russians with ties to Vladimir Putin, millions of dollars, Biden family. No problem. Ukraine, millions of dollars, Biden family. No problem. China, millions of dollars, Biden family. No problem. So it said media literacy training was especially needed in Rhode Island because of the Southern Poverty Law Center, a radical left-wing extremist group that has more ties to terrorist attacks than just about any entity in America, the attack on the Family Research uh, Council and the attack on a baseball field in Alexandria, Virginia, where Congressman Steve Scalise was shot. Southern Poverty Law Center was inspiration for those two terror attacks where Family Research Council, one man was shot and then he stopped the gunman who brought the Chick-fil-A sandwiches that he was going to throw on the dead bodies of all the people he murdered there because the Southern Poverty Law Center told him that they were bad. And so the gay activist that went there with a gun and Chick-fil-A sandwiches with an eye toward murdering everybody, Southern Poverty Law Center should, well, it's glorified by the corrupt news media. It's uh, it's a filthy left-wing radical organization that lies for the Democrat Party. So the Southern Poverty Law Center identified several active hate groups in the state, yeah, in Rhode Island, one of them, don't they have that uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse? They call him uh, uh, S- Senator Sheldon White Man. He belongs to that Whites Only Yacht Club in Rhode Island, right? That, uh, and then they like wet, let one Spanish guy in. So they can say, oh, look, we're diverse, right? He's a billionaire or something, but that's okay. Never mind that. And that some residents of the January 6th insurrection that breached the Capitol building were from the state of Rhode Island. Therefore, there should be a crackdown on the entire state of Rhode Island. All right? These people are fascists. They, uh, they're anti-American. They're un-American. The anti-terrorism grant program was created under the Obama administration. And Miles Taylor, the DHS chief of staff under Donald Trump, who gained notoriety for writing a New York Times op-ed admitting to undermining Trump from within, maneuvered to ensure that it lived on despite his boss's wishes. He should go to prison for undermining the U.S. government. Uh, And he took an oath, too, uh, which he violated. But according to a 2020 Politico article, by this year, the program was being used to explicitly liken people who believe that there is a deep state, the idea that unelected bureaucrats might behave like miles to undermine the president, To Holocaust deniers, this is their program, their propaganda program, that if you say, well, the deep state did it, then they say, you're a Holocaust denier, and they liken you to Holocaust deniers. Of course, the Socialist Workers Party, you know, they're the Holocaust, and by by they created the Holocaust of the Jews in World War II, Socialist Workers Party. And now the Holocaust purveyors are Hamas, and the Democrat Party is out in the streets marching in favor of and in support of Hamas. Is that a coincidence? The posts that they put online sometimes had less to do with media literacy than political opinion, railing against the National Rifle Association and stand-your-ground laws. So wait a minute, they're using our tax dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, funneled to them by the Biden administration and Alejandro Mayorkas' Department of Homeland Security 
to do propaganda online that advances the Democrat Party's corrupt causes against self-defense and the Second Amendment to the Bill of Rights. Mm-mm-mm. We are all living in darker, scarier, angrier, less hopeful country thanks to Mr. Trump's influence, they wrote. And we're on the are we on the verge of civil war? I know you guys should stop burning everything, looting, attacking police stations, burning police cars. And by the way, stop shooting people, Democrats. Stop carjacking people. Stop looting every store you walk by. Stop stripping the shelves bare at drugstores and every place else. Criminal enterprise. How many riots for the Democrat Party since, uh, since Obama became president? Since George Floyd uh, died of heart failure while being arrested for yet another felony while illegal narcotics coursed through his veins. Are we on the verge of civil war? One, one taxpayer-funded radical left-wing poster put, complaining that Trump was able to crawl into the safety of First Amendment protections. Wait a minute. The president has First Amendment rights? That has to stop. Let's stop it now while Biden's in the White House. What do you think, you fascists? It won't be easy, but we really have to reduce Trump's influence. Now, these are the things that they're posting with taxpayer money. These radical left-wing groups in the University of Rhode Island with a radical left-wing professor. Content moderation decisions. See, that's content moderation. That's censorship. That's their communist euphemism for censorship, content moderation. Content moderation decisions of digital platforms actually do not violate ordinary people's constitutionally guaranteed speech rights, they wrote. That's because private social media companies are not bound by the First Amendment. This is what they're writing with taxpayer money. This is the left. They're here. They're coming for your rights. The left is coming for your rights. The political right enjoys higher amplification compared to the political left, they wrote. That is a flagrant falsehood, a most ridiculous falsehood. They have media dominance. Dominance, I tell you. The DHS-funded entity served to bring together federal and state law enforcement officials, anti-free speech activists, teachers, and Democrat advocacy groups. And this is still ongoing right now, thank you very much. Media Research Center found out about it. Luke Rosiak at Daily Wire writing about it. Rhode Island Secretary of State Greg Amor, a Democrat, made his department an official partner of Courageous R.I., and assigned his staff on the taxpayer dole to ghostwrite the program's manifesto, like the Unabomber and the Communist Manifesto. The manifesto said that anti-government theories can lead to targeted violence and domestic terrorism. Now, uh, you guys should really stop the political violence that you've normalized in the United States, your mob political violence. Your attacks on the police, your organized crime, looting, your uh, boy. This is a dangerous time in the United States of America because the left is here. They tell you that they're liberals, but they're not. They're the left. No one is more dangerous than the left. Just look at the 20th century. They murdered 100 million people in the name of bringing about utopia. Free speech is not their thing. The Bill of Rights is not their thing. And they're using our taxpayer money to launch propaganda efforts 
from universities and government agencies. These are dangerous people. They're not on our side. They're not liberals. They're the left. All right, let's uh, let's go to the telephone. The uh, the Biden administration, the Department of Homeland Security, the University of Rhode Island, propagandists, left-wing front groups, propaganda in the United States attacking Trump and conservatives. These are dangerous leftists. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Finn calling from Bethesda, Maryland. Finn, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Chris, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Very good. Chris, my wife is from, from Bilbao, which is the heart of the uh, the, uh, uh, the, the Basque, Basque region of sure. Spain. Yeah, you bet. And I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the Basque region. We bought a piece of property there, and, 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 I, and I absolutely love it. And I got to tell you, you know, for 30 years, 35 years that I've been going there, I've seen this movement of the left. And I, and I called in for another reason. It was Project Mockingbird, but I just wanted to reiterate this stuff. Is that, you know, when I first went to the Basque region, you would see all of these propaganda posters all over the place and, and spray-painted all over the place about ETA. And, and ETA was gaslighting the Basque people, proclaiming that they are fighting for the Basque people in the Basque region and, uh, and Euskadi and this and that and the other thing. And, you know, and I was kind of like all in, you know, you're kind of driven in by this thing, you know, that they want to have their own uh, uh, land. And then you read at the bottom of the of the propaganda and it's, you know, it says, uh, you know, it, it's in Basque and it says, uh, you know, something to the lines of, you know, the Communist Party or the Socialist Workers Party or something along those lines. And I said to my wife, I said, you know. You can't support this. These guys are communists. Yeah, that's right. They're Basque homeland and freedom <clears throat> at uh, commies. Like uh, in Washington, D.C. the other day with their signs. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.